strength and athleticism where you're at your very best in the paint. And Johnson, oh, he throws it down, and a blocking foul called on Tucker. Cameron Johnson soars and scores, and a chance for a three-point play. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, the, the call there last night, NBA Finals Game 3, Cam Johnson with the poster but that was a Bucks night. They win by 20. The series is 2-1. to one. And we have ourselves a series now after a gigantic game by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's talk some NBA here. Finals moving forward. The MVP market. The series itself. Justin Termini from Sirius XM NBA Radio with us right now on BetQL Daily. Justin, do we have ourselves a series? Is this thing a real series now? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think they usually say, right, the series doesn't start till the, till the road team wins. That's yet to happen. Uh, but uh, clearly, if, if Phoenix had taken a 3 nothing series lead, this thing was over. And it just would have been a coronation for the next uh, uh, the next couple of days as we waited for Wednesday. So now, yeah, I think we got a series. Milwaukee's back in it, especially with some of the lack of depth they've got behind DeAndre Ayton, which probably could be a problem here moving forward for Phoenix. Uh, Justin, do you think there's something to the Suns hitting the road for the first time in series games three? Game three so far in the playoff playoffs here, they are now one and three, and they're thirteen and two in every other game. Is there something to that? Yeah, I mean, I think they've been relatively good uh, throughout the course of the season on the road. I think they got the best road record in the NBA, and they've been pretty good in the postseason as well. I think last night was just their third loss on the road. So for a young team without experience this deep into the postseason, or really any postseason experience outside of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, you know, Mikael Bridges, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, their first time in the in the postseason, uh, they've relatively surprised me uh, in regards to how well, not just that they played overall, but they played on the road. And, you know, I think we all expected this not to be a sweep. Milwaukee's too good to get swept. Uh, and your first game back, game three, is typically the game that the home team down 2 nothing is is going to win. Justin, are you surprised that Giannis has played this well coming off the injury? You know, we didn't know what to expect when the series started, when he'd play, if he'd play. Uh, both Joe and I guessed he would be out there at some point just because I didn't think he'd not play in this series if he could. But I didn't see this coming. I mean, he has been dominant. And last night, I mean, they had no answer. I didn't see this coming, even if he was coming off no injury. I mean, he's mm -hmm. playing really at a historic level, right? Uh, two consecutive 40 and 10 games. That's only been done by Shaq. Uh, it's really the apex of maybe his playing career, because I read last night as well that he's never had two consecutive 40-point games. And then to do that in, in the NBA Finals, where you've got two consecutive 40-point games. So forget just coming off the injury. And I'm like, I mean, I thought initially when the injury happened that he'd be done for the season. Then as you started to hear more things, you're like, all right, well, maybe at some point he's going to be out there on the floor. But never did I expect him to be out there on the floor playing like this. Again, even if healthy. So the fact that he's doing this maybe a little bit banged up is, is stunning and just tells you how dominant he is. Uh, Justin, all season long, uh, most Bucks observers have said, oh, well, you look at Drew Holiday, what an upgrade over Bledsoe. And they weren't wrong. They were dead on with that. But then lately, you know, in the postseason, it's like, which Drew Holiday is going to show up? We're, we're in the sports betting world, so we're always trying to project what we think is going to happen, how games are going to be uh, are going to play out. But with Drew Holiday, we just never know which guy is going to show up. Yeah, the version of Drew Holiday that's really been around for most of the postseason is the Eric Bledsoe version of Drew Holiday, right? I mean, he hasn't really been much better offensively. They've been basically the same. And then defensively, I think Drew Holiday's a really good defender. He was first-team All-NBA this year, but Eric Bledsoe a couple of years ago was an all-defensive all team player as well. Uh, so 
Uh, he has been, I, I think, like like as good as Giannis played last night. Uh, he almost played equally as good in game two. The difference was last night, not that Giannis was spectacular. The difference was that he actually got some help from Drew Holiday, who looked more like the guy that we had in Atlanta in game five and six without uh, without Giannis. That's the guy we got last night, and that's the guy they're going to need to win the series. I mean, Giannis could go out there and give you 50 and 20 every single game the rest of the way, but if Drew Holiday is not going to show up uh, a little bit on the offensive end, then you're not going to win regardless. Justin, let's look ahead here. Game four coming up on Wednesday night. So we got a couple day break here in the NBA Finals. The series does not shift. It's still in Milwaukee for another game. It is a four point spread right now. Milwaukee favored by four points, over under 220. Um, what's your mindset right now looking ahead to game number four? Do you think we're in for another cl- a close one, or do you think it could get out of hand again if one of these teams gets up? Yeah, I mean, really, that's all we've got in the entire finals, right? I think it's double-digit wins, and uh, I still lean towards Phoenix, even with the Sarge injury, which is, you know, it's not a big name, but he's certainly important just because of the lack of depth behind Aiton. Uh, you know, so I would assume that he doesn't get in foul trouble this time. It was the first time he picked up five fouls uh, was yesterday, so I think he'll be a little bit better in that department. And then you have to assume that Devin Booker at some point is going to turn things around. Uh, really, the entire series that we played 12 quarters, he's only played two good quarters. I mean, it was the second half of game two. Outside of that, he hasn't been good the other 10 quarters. Uh, he wasn't good in the Clippers series outside of game one, where he had the triple-double. I think he shot 35% in between game two of uh, the Clippers series and game one of the NBA Finals. So, uh, you know, I, I anticipate at some point he's going to show up. He's too good to go on a drought where he's he's shooting 35% over the course of two or three weeks. Uh, Justin, I'm glad you brought up that Saric injury because uh, going mm-hmm. into game number three, it seems like most people weren't sure how impactful that was going to be uh, to the Suns' depth since your starters are logging so many heavy minutes uh, in the postseason, but it was on display last night. Do you think that's going to be a one-off because of the eight and foul trouble, or will it continue to be an issue? Well, I think they're lucky, Phoenix, in that Aiton doesn't uh, historically pick up uh, foul trouble. Like I said, I think yesterday was the first time that he had even five fouls throughout the course of the entire postseason. And also, I mean, he's not as talented as Joel Embiid, but one of the edges he has over Embiid is he, he doesn't get fatigued. I mean, Embiid's, you know, huffing and puffing in the fourth quarter a lot of postseason games. That's not the case with Aiton. I mean, he's capable of giving you 40-plus minutes. Also, I think it helps Phoenix that, you like you talked about, you got so many days. It's a weird schedule this year for the finals where, all right, we just had a game last night on Sunday. Now we got Monday and Tuesday off, even though we stay in the same city. You play Wednesday, then you got two more days off. You play Saturday. So I think that the rest uh, actually is going to end up helping Phoenix because you're going to need big minutes from Aiton and, uh, and Chris Paul is the oldest guy involved in this series. So I think it's going to help out the, help out them a little bit more than it would Milwaukee. Justin Termini with us here, Sirius XM NBA Radio, talking finals here, 2-1 Phoenix after game three last night, which Milwaukee won by 20 points. Uh, Justin, the MVP market right now, Chris Paul, you can find it minus 260, Giannis plus 220, uh, and then it's a major fall until you get to Devin Booker at a tough game last night. Obviously, Chris Paul is the favorite. His team is ahead. If the Suns win, he's likely going to win it. Do you see any value on Giannis, uh, or do you need to see this series tied before you would throw some money on Giannis to actually win the MVP? No, I mean, I would certainly see value in him because if Milwaukee wins, he's going to win the MVP. It's not crazy to think they can win. They just won by 20 points last night, right? Uh, so I could easily see this series being evened up. Neither team has won the road yet. Uh, so Milwaukee's got a good chance. I'm still sticking with Phoenix. But the other thing, and 
this is just like the, the storyline type of media. It's like the la- if, if LeBron was doing this, putting up these 40 and, and 15 games, essentially two games in a row, even with his team down, I think the storyline would be, oh, well, well, will LeBron win the MVP even on a losing team? And LeBron in those series, right, where he was putting up huge numbers, got to mm-hmm. six games, but never got to seven. Uh, and, uh, and there were still people going like, oh, even though it's only six games, maybe LeBron should win the MVP. Well, I'm not necessarily that I agree with giving the MVP to a losing player, but you know, Giannis could push this thing to seven. And if he continues putting up numbers like this, it's as good as anything we've seen from LeBron. Uh, so, you know, maybe there'll be a conversation about him winning, even in a losing effort. Justin, you lean, uh, Phoenix, let's say that happens. The underdog wins on Wednesday in game number four, they have a three, one series advantage going home. Does this thing end in five? Yeah, I mean, originally I thought the series would be seven, and I could still see it going seven because I think if Milwaukee wins game four, then it, it does go to seven. Uh, but, uh, you know, Phoenix to me, even like I said, even with the Sarich injury, uh, I still think their deeper campaign really hasn't given you anything uh, since he started for Chris Paul, right? It's been a drastic fall off, but I like him off the bench to turn it around a little bit. Cam Johnson was spectacular last night. I just think outside of the big three, the, the Suns have so much more help, even with the injuries, than Milwaukee. When you look ahead here, and you, you know, we, you said you like Phoenix, and you still do. Uh, you can get Phoenix plus three twenty to win this series in six games, plus two forty to win it in seven games. What, what do you think is the more likely outcome? Now that the Bucks have one game uh, in the bank, assuming they get one more, do you think this is more likely to go six or seven, Justin? Yeah, I mean, if the Bucks win uh, game four, then I think it goes seven games. Uh, and if the Bucks don't win the next game, I think it goes five. So I think the most likely scenarios are either five or seven. And then you also look at the factor that it's like, all right, here's a young uh, a Suns team. Are they going to win game six uh, on the road in Milwaukee? I think it's less likely that that takes place uh, as well. So I, I would lean towards either five or seven uh, with Phoenix winning. Great stuff. Justin Termini, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. Justin, we appreciate a few minutes. Today. Thank you. All right, fellas, appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Enjoy the rest of the finals. Take care. Got it. There he goes. So he thinks five or seven, Joe, for this series. Six, not in, in the cards. It's interesting, though. You look right now, you can find some odds on the rest of this series. I mean, the the least um, in terms of plus money, like Bucks winning in six, like you could find a plus 500. That would mean they win the rest of the series. Nope. Uh, Bucks in seven, <laughs> plus 460, okay? Phoenix in five, which means they win the next two, plus 280. Phoenix in six plus three twenty, but Joe plus two forty is the smallest number I just gave you. That's Phoenix in seven. Phoenix yeah. in seven has moved to the closest to even odds. At, uh, at but that's at home. Yeah, they're they're basically saying we don't think this is going seven games right now. No. Suns in six. Both of us like that before the series. And of the three Suns options, that's obviously uh, the best number because it would be on the road. Nothing I've seen would move me off of that. I, I think this is going five or six uh, as opposed to seven. Yeah, what, what, what Justin told us there that he thinks if the Suns win game four, it's over in five. That's certainly possible. That will be the, yeah. that will be the I think, the common thought. But we just watched this last series, didn't we not? Didn't Phoenix go back to Phoenix for game five of the Western Conference Finals and lose to the Clippers? And then they went to Los Angeles and closed it out. How about... Hmm. What do you think about uh, Suns minus a game and a half at plus money? So basically, they win and it doesn't go seven. Yeah. Yeah. They win 4 2 or I like, 4 1. I, I don't think that's bad. No, I don't either. Because now you're coming off the loss, so there's more value in that one. Uh, and for it to go six games overall, that's not the play. If you're going total games, I wouldn't pick that one. That's at plus 155. Uh, the shortest number is 
see, see the shortest number seven games. That surprises me. I know that feels like it's a bit of an overreaction. I'll tell you what, though, if you have any feeling on the Bucks or Giannis, you get it right. You got to get it right now, because if, if you if we see one more Bucks win, oh. or one more Giannis game like this, that almost a coin flip, almost yeah. a coin flip. That number is going to move significantly. It's going to change everything. So don't wait. Like if you like, if you think the Bucks come back and win this series, you better grab it now. So we went from Suns minus five hundred after taking the two zero lead to Suns around minus two fifty at most places. Yep, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. They have home court and they have the one game edge. Yeah, and and the injury they have, and it it, it is. It, I think it is going to make a difference with death. But Dario Saric is a nice player. He's not the Andre Ayton. Right, he's not one of their best three or four or five players. He's a depth piece. They can overcome it. And and the other part, there's always that overreaction after a bad game. We do this. We do this with Middleton. We you know we've done it before. Devin Booker's going to bounce back. He's not going to shoot three or fourteen again. If there's no, another game, no, no, no. If there's another game in this series, he only makes three field goals. I will be shocked. They sat him down for a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to go back on the court, especially with two off days coming up. But uh, Monty's like, no. Why don't you sit here and watch the rest of this? Yeah, I was wondering late if they were worried about they already had an injury. He's already mm-hmm. had a broken nose or the face was, you know, the mask <laughs> yet on it. I just wonder sure. if Monty was like, you know what? You see, this, you see this in the baseball playoffs more, right? The game gets out of hand in game three of a seven-game series. And they're like, whatever. It, it's 7-1. Just put the mop-up guy in there. We're going we're gonna to win game four tomorrow. We got to rest our relievers. You don't see that as much in basketball because you can make a run. You know, you could score... 10 quick points and be back in the game. I felt like Monty last night. I was like, all right. We'll I would have too. Yeah. I was surprised that so many of their starters, you're right. You can go on a run, but going into the fourth quarter, even with 12 minutes to work with, did, did you really think that they're going to outscore the Bucks in Milwaukee by 20 points? I didn't. And that, so I was waiting for it. And then he eventually yeah. did. He eventually took them off the court and took him off the court. But it's like, it's, it's, it's people, people are still mad at Tibbs um, for having Derek Rose on the court. And they were, I forgot the, the gap was like eight points or whatever in a playoff game. You remember that game? Uh, people still rip Tibbs like Derrick Rose shouldn't have even been on the court with his first major injury. Yeah, you, well, that's when you're if you're a coach, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, if you give you up, do? you're going to get ripped. And if you leave players on the court and they get hurt, no one ever forgets it. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get crushed no matter what. Oh, something bad happened. It's your fault. You should have been able to know. You should have known that uh, that was going to happen. I mean, come on. Uh, I, it does feel like there's a little bit of value here. So in the end, you you still don't think this is going seven, do you? I don't, but I don't I, either. I I I still feel six. I don't think Phoenix is going to have a problem winning a game six in the road if they have to win. I mean, we just watched them do it. They went to Los Angeles. They won a game six. They could do it again. But I also five just feels too short. Giannis is playing too good for this just to be over. Well, like I like I mentioned to Justin, I mean the tough part here is in this series. Predict Drew Holiday. Can you do that? Because if you can, if you're telling me which Drew Holiday is going to show up, okay, I know what side I like. Yeah, the, the Suns' top three players as a whole, right? not individually, but just as a whole, they're easier to predict. You're probably going to get good out of Booker, Paul, Aiton. You're going to get great out of Giannis. The other two, I don't know what you're getting. And that's that's why the, the Suns are in the advantage. All right, on the other side, we got to talk some NFL. We do it every day. Who's going to lead the NFL in passing yards other than that guy, Mahomes, We'll debate that next coming up right here. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.